Welcome to the Movements Podcast. Podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today we're talking to Zeth and Hannah Hill about their calling to London. Sort of grew up in the Southern Baptist kind of context and and really uh, all we had known of of church growing up is kind of these big Baptist mega churches. And, and, uh, and so I, I'd been at the same church since I was two, um, big, big Baptist church. And, uh, it was roughly around 2015 that our church kind of started shifting the conversation from addition to multiplication. Uh, the church was turning 150 years old. And so the church had a vision now of what could we do today that uh, is going to matter 150 years from now. And uh, really, our pastor, he kind of thought to himself, well, someone planted a church so 150 years ago, and that, that church is still here now proclaiming the gospel. So what would it look like for us to plant 150 churches in over the next 10 years? And massive culture shift within our church. and uh for me and and you you had come to the church around that time as well it was a really big mental shift of what i knew to be church i had never engaged in the mission before had never thought about multiplication in any real way uh and this sort of it started getting the gears turning um yeah and although i didn't go to calvary yeah. as well growing up um you know, I was still in the SBC life, you know, in, in bigger uh, Baptist churches most of my life. And so then when I did move down to Florida and started attending this church, that was just just before, I want to say, they started yeah. the the vision or or just after. It was right around that time that they were starting it. Yeah. Um, and so I was very kind of like taken aback by it as well, um, although I hadn't been in Calvary, you know, for a very long time. Like it was still just very eye-opening of, oh, wow, okay, like this is, this seems like a good thing, but, you know, yeah. at that time, neither of us, I would, if I can speak for you, um, like neither of us really thought, well, we can be a part of this. Yeah. It was just like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Like we're, we're on board, but we didn't think that we were equipped or yeah. it didn't even really think about being a part of it, honestly, yeah. at the and, beginning. Yeah. And, and at the time I, I was a, I was a worship leader at the church and and uh, that was that was one of my jobs, and eventually did that full time. And uh, it was there was sort of this mentality of of like, man, I can get paid to play music. This is this is the dream, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and so I was really running after the sort of attractional kind of model. Let's get the lights and the smoke machine, and let's you know, let's make this really cool. Um, get the skinny jeans and everything, you know, that, that was me. And I thought I was going to do that forever. Um, and then once we started talking about planning churches, there was sort of an inkling of maybe we could be a part of that, but my mindset was, okay, these worship leader or these church plants will need worship leaders. So I'll, I'll just go be a worship leader. Um, and so it was sort of in that time that we started just getting involved in the mission a little more. We started taking short-term trips um, and started getting involved in, in, in the mission locally. And, uh, we took a few trips, but then we landed on a trip in London and this was back in December of 2019. 
and that trip, everything I thought I knew about church and about ministry was just completely shattered. Um, we, it was just completely, um, completely shattered. I, I saw church done in a simple reproducible way. Um, I saw, uh, people that were committed to the task. Um, I saw pastors that were spending their time in the community, trying to share the gospel and make disciples and care for people, um, rather than staying in an office and all, all of these things just really, uh, shattered everything I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. And, and I really left and I was kind of like, what have I been doing mm-hmm. with my life? Like what, what I've been doing is not right. You know, what I've been running after is this, this is not what God has or, ordained and commanded in his scripture. And so, uh, we got home from that trip and, and pers- for me, I just, it was just repentance. Like that's, that's the only word I could, could describe is just, just repentance and, uh, repenting of doing ministry for myself um, and for my glory rather than for God's uh, and repentance over the fact that I had put so much energy and time into this kind of flashy mentality rather than actually doing what God's commanded me to do, which is to make disciples. And, yeah. and uh, I would say Zeth was more intensely impacted by it. Um, but I really was, um, what I was most blown away by was the diversity in the city. Mm-hmm. Along, you know, the few years before this trip, God had been teaching us through his scripture about yeah. the, you know, the Great Commission, about what his mission is, something that we were both very lacking in growing yeah. up. Um, to speak for myself, like I I just really didn't know about the mission of God. I knew that I was supposed to share my faith, kind of, yeah. but never did. Um and so really, you know, the Lord just started showing us in his scriptures through the Great Commission and other passages similar, um, just about what he, what his mission is for the world and how he has called us to be, as Christians, to be part of that mission. And so then going to London, I was just blown away by all of the nations really being gathered in one place, um, which is the great commission go to all you know to all the nations make make disciples of all the nations and preach the gospel to all creation all the different you know great commission passages and we i was just blown away how they're all here mm-hmm. uh, and how strategic missions in a place like this would be um and just we while we were here we heard lots of stories of people who would come from other harder to reach countries find Jesus here in London, and then go back to their hard-to-reach yeah. countries, bringing the gospel with them. Um, and it just kind of opened my my eyes to the greater picture of God's mission and just the whole world. Um, and so I was also struck by the difference of ministry here, but I, I would say it was more for me the mm-hmm. uh, just the beauty and like how visual God's mission is here. Like I could just see it unfolding around me. Um, and it was very captivating. Like, yeah. you know, we left and I, I told Zeth, like, oh, I want to be part of that. I want to be part of what God is doing there. We so. kind of, as we got back from that trip, we were in pro- processing kind of everything we had just experienced. Um, we, we were kind of just talking with our missions pastor and he said, you know, you could, you could move there. Right. And you, you could actually go and do kingdom work there. It's like, no, I didn't know that. I didn't know I could just do that. And, and, uh, he, he started just working with us, talking about what that would look like. Um, but then also just mentoring us in 
how do we really just engage with making disciples? Uh, and so really we spent the next two years or so about two, two and a half years, um, in Florida, just, uh, really leaning into, to trying to make disciples within our church context and, and, uh, and really learning how to do that. Um, meanwhile, we visited London two more times and throughout those, throughout those two and a half years, we had really committed, um, we prayed, but honestly, we didn't have to pray that much. And so the prayer actually began to change to Lord. We know you've called us to make disciples. We feel like London is a great place to do that. If that's not your will, would you just shut the door um, and redirect our steps? And, uh, and he, he never did that. He never shut the door. And, and so we just kept walking through the, those open doors and, and, uh, Eventually, uh, we we were able to arrive in London in uh, October of the beginning of October in 2022, and uh, get started. Kind of now, now we're here to to catalyze the planning of churches that will lead to to multiplying movements. So. Yeah, so so we we got started. Um, there was one church in in spe- specifically that that we um, we knew from our time visiting London that they had a vision to plant churches. They were committed to the task of evangelism and making disciples. And so we, we started talking with them and partnering with them. And they, they said, so there's an area of, of North London called Enfield lock where there there's no, uh, there, there's no healthy, you know, conservative evangelical church there that that's really giving gospel access. Um, but we have, four members of our church that live there. And we would love to see some work started, but we really don't know how to do that. So would you guys just take these members and get, get started? And uh, so very, very quickly, you know, we just uh, started doing door-to-door evangelism in that area regularly. Um, And uh, we had a, a weekly kind of just Bible study where with, with those members and then with new people as we were, you know, meeting people in the harvest and in the community. Uh, and, and so we just sort of plowed ahead there and we started uh, discipling the the believers there and then also teaching them what is, what would it look like to actually be a church? Um, Cause they're, they all are coming from this very heavy established church background. And so church, they they don't know it's not reproducible to them. They they don't I can't reproduce what I've what I see on Sundays. So we we did a lot of work with them to see well what would it look like for us to do church? You know, we were just kind of going street by street, mm-hmm. house by house, just tilling the ground. You know, just knocking on on every door, um trying to get to a place where every door in that community had had been knocked on and mm-hmm. over 3000 homes. Uh really we were asking how could we pray for you? That that was sort of our entry into into these conversations. We were asking, you know, is there a way that we could pray for you? Um, so so Kevin, we were uh, we we were going door to door, and he was walking down the street, and we stopped and talked to him and sort of asked him the same thing. And he said, "I'd love to chat with you, but I'm I'm on my way somewhere else. So could you could you come back another time?" And so he told us. He's just like, I just live down the street. So the following week we went back. And so we, we came, we came back to his house and, uh, knocked on his door 
I don't think he recognized us. No. But he, we, you know, same sort of thing. We asked him, how, how could, how could we pray for you? And he said, well, it's my birthday. So could you just pray for my birthday? (laughs) And, (laughs) and, uh, and so, so we, we prayed for him then. And then uh, we were just kind of gotten to talking with him and just, are you a spiritual person? Um, And he kind of was talking about his Roman Catholic background and, it was just, hey, could we just share with you, you know, how we came near to God? And uh, we we shared we shared the gospel with them using the three circles. Mm-hmm. And we asked, if, is there anything stopping you from trusting in Christ? And he said, no, there, there's nothing stopping me at all. And uh, this was just right out his door the second time we'd met him. And, and he put his faith in Christ. And uh, on his on his birthday, which was kind of a cool you know, kind of a cool, uh, physical and spiritual yeah. for him. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so it's, it's fair to say that was the best birthday he's ever had. Yeah. And, uh, but, but not long after that, uh, he, he gets us connected with, um, a close friend of his, um, and Hannah's talking with her and she also ends up professing faith. Yes, um, it was a friend I want to say from, uh, from his secondary school. She yeah. also lives in the Enfield Lock area, although she goes off to university. Um, and so for like maybe six months with her, I, I had not met her in person because she's about three hours away. So we yeah. were having, we had a phone call, just like a video call. Um, and I just talked through some things with her. She was really seeking. She she was asking Kevin things about uh, trying to kind of push him more toward religion is yeah. at the time kind of how she was thinking of it, but pushing him more towards religion, but then wondering, you know, how can I help my friends get closer to God? That was a a, a phrase that yeah. she was using a lot was getting closer to God. So I spoke with her, just had a, an initial phone call with her, just was asking her a lot of different questions about her background. She also comes from um, a Catholic background and, um, you know, shared the full gospel with her. She didn't, um, like pray to receive Jesus at that moment. Um, it seemed that she kind of thought she had already done that. Um, and it's still not 100% clear to me on, on when exactly her moment of salvation was. But after that first phone call, we continued having just weekly calls, I believe it was, for just discipleship, just exploring the Bible together, learning how she can share the gospel with her friends, those types of things. And although I didn't know her from before that first phone call, um, I really saw the Holy Spirit active in her. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really incredible and it's, it's sustained to this day. Um, and this was, you know, maybe seven months ago now, um, both of those people, um, have been baptized, both Kevin and his friend have been baptized, um, and are just really following the Lord. They've plugged themselves into this church in Enfield Lock. Yeah. Um, and so we've just seen so much growth and fruit from both of their lives. Um, you know, where Kevin's story was a very clear, like at this moment, he accepted Jesus, yeah. you know, with his friend, it was a bit less clear, but it's so obvious that she, she does know the Lord and she's now like yeah. very dedicated, um, to Christ and to multiplying her life as well. A couple volunteers from America that were doing an internship with a local church and, they wanted to come and be a part of church planning and see, see what that looked like. And, and so we just put them in the harvest and uh, they, they met a couple at the doors and 
they uh, they op- opened the door and asked how they could pray pray for them. And and uh, this couple said, you know, that's really interesting mm. that you're here because we've actually uh, been watching The Chosen and uh, have been reading the New Testament together. Uh, but we don't know. We don't know what any of this means or is about, and but we want to know more. So I reached out to the to the girl of the couple, to the woman, and met up with her for coffee. Um, got to share the gospel with her. I used the three circles, but kind of like a hybrid of the three circles and the Romans road. It was very obvious that she had a very high view of scripture. Um, she really yeah. valued the Bible, even though she wasn't a believer. Um, and so seeing, you know, the gospel through the scriptures and how she can come to faith in Christ, I think was um, impactful to her. And so we talked through, through all of that. And, you know, just like Zeth asked Kevin, you know, is there anything stopping you from putting your faith in Jesus? That's usually the question we'll ask people to kind of call them to respond to Christ. I asked her that and she said she had a few things that we had to talk through. She was asking some questions, but um, by the end of the conversation, she was like, no, this, this makes complete sense. This is what I've been looking yeah. for. Um, like, I want to do that. And so we prayed together. They they came to Bible study that night and it was yeah. clear as we were talking that uh, as we, we kind of went through the gospel and he was like, yeah, I've, I've done this. Like in the last couple of weeks, I've, I've made a decision to follow Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so, yeah, we're, we're seeing that really time in the harvest it's just been god leading us to people that he's prepared yes. um mm-hmm. ahead of time to to hear and receive the gospel and uh those are some really incredible you know wins mm-hmm. that are sandwiched by a lot of you know doors shut in the face and and or just awkward encounters awkward encounters <laughs> you know? uh people that you know maybe are, seem really interested at the door or may even go as far as to profess faith that never, you never hear from them again and you keep trying to go back and they, and they don't want anything to do with it anymore after that. And, and, but, uh, but these are some of the really encouraging wins and uh, we have five that are in the queue to be baptized right now. Uh, Four, four four that are honestly in the queue to be baptized. Um, And uh, we're trying to kind of get them down the road and, all right, let's get this done, you know, and let, it's time, time to be baptized. This is obedience. And, um, but it's, it's, a it's a challenge, you know, the spiritual growth is, it also happens slower than we'd like. And, but, you know, we know that we, we can't, we can't force anyone's transformation. And, uh, but yeah, so there's four that are in, in the queue to be baptized that would be involved in doing church with us and, and, uh, are, are connected and, and uh, several are are even wanting to begin down the road of how do I learn to share my faith? How do I learn to make disciples? And uh, so it, it's it's been encouraging. When we arrived, we never expected things to move this quickly. And it's, yeah. it's just the Lord yeah. in his timing. When we arrived, we had daily conversations of how are we going to do this? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we... We don't know what we're. Do- I don't know what we're doing. Like, how yeah. how on earth are we going to actually see anything happen? Um, but but God is just merciful, and His Spirit, you know, gives all the power and strength that we need. That's and, right. And uh, and and He's He's done far more than we could ever think or ask. Yeah. As we're entering into the harvest, 
everyone's lives are just so messy or filled with different things. And each person has their own unique challenges. Um, we're seeing people coming, coming to faith out of prosperity gospel backgrounds. Um, and now that is a hard work, you know, coming along, like, how do we now exit from, from that mentality and exit from some of those fears that, you know, they still have those attachments in and, and, uh, and start looking at, you know, what does it look like to actually follow Christ and proclaim the true gospel? Um, and just so many people have jobs, you know, or, or that are consuming their lives in almost inappropriate ways, you know, or, or, uh, or interests or different things that almost get in the way of, of growth and, and kingdom growth. And, uh, they're one of the biggest things that we run into is, is people learning how do we prioritize the kingdom yeah. as, you know, this, this is what I build my life around. It's not something that I fit around what's already happening in, in my life. And, and, uh, so these are some of the unique challenges of, I think, the, the city ministries and may, maybe Western context as a whole. Um, but uh, we're, we're learning that if we're faithful with the gospel, if we're faithful to go out and we're faithful to proclaim the gospel, we're faithful to make disciples and, and gather, gather them into church uh, that God is going to move, you know, just like the, and maybe it's not as large or as vast as the stories that we hear coming out of South Asia or, or different parts of the world where, where we've seen movements explode, but we see God's faithfulness in the same ways. Yes. And, and we, we see how he's working towards uh, that, that kingdom growth just through faithfulness. And so that, that's really the big, if I could say the two big lessons, you know, in the midst of all our challenges, it's, it's God is the one who's doing the work and that the win is just our faithfulness. You know, the, the win is not how many churches did we plant? How, you know, how many new disciples came from the harvest? Because those things are up to God, but we just have to be faithful to uh, proclaim the gospel, make disciples and plant churches. um, And God will bring the growth. The exciting thing about this new church in Enfield Lock is that there, there is a vision to see, very quickly, new churches planted out of this. And so practically there, there's a vision for the next village North, uh, where there are, are some believers that we know that, that live there and actually now practically starting allocating resources and work towards now we're going to start engaging that field. And so that this church, we could get to the third generation of, of churches planted. And, and so that that's, that's the vision of this church. And so we're, we're hoping to see that happen. Uh, it, it's always the mentality of, of where next, yeah. you know, we, we don't want to just stop with this one church, but we want this church to multiply, um, across the borough and across the city. And, uh, so yeah, it's really exciting. Well, if you're enjoying the movements podcast, why don't you help us spread the word by, commenting on social media or leaving a review wherever you get your podcast. This has been Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast.